Hello and welcome to the Camping Crew Podcast with Chris and Aaron. Hi everybody and welcome to episode 77 of the Camping Crew Podcast. I'm Aaron Birchall. And I'm Chris Byrne. As always, it's meant to be a fun podcast. We're just enthusiasts and what we discuss on the podcast are just our own personal views, but we do look into a few items that you guys ask us to look into. Yep, and if you want to support us and get hold of some goodies at the same time, just go to thecampingcrew.ie and you can avail of um, mugs and t-shirts and key rings and things like that. Or alternatively, if you can afford to, you can buy us a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash the camping crew. Just ways of supporting us and helping us along. And of course, we need your input as well, but we'll give you all those contact details a wee bit later on. We always kick off with a bit of news. What have we got, Chris? Yeah, slow enough news week uh, this week, but one piece of good news I saw um, on Motorhome Crack and a number of Facebook groups there, um, Junction 17 um, on the motorway there, the Port Leash Plaza, uh, have new services uh, there just off the roundabout. They have facilities there where you can empty your grey water and fill up with fresh water. Um, Ali in Motorhome Crack was talking to uh, Thomas there and um, he, he put up a mail on Motorhome Crack outlining that you know that they're happy and they, they welcome motorhomers so he says uh, thanks very much for adding us to the motorhome parking app motorhome parking ireland app he said yes you can park here overnight no problem with a selection of fabulous breakfast from our deli in regards to water we're definitely ready to help out with gray water and fresh water i would have to do more research regarding black water but he'd come back uh, to ali on that so keep an eye motorhome crack there but uh, another option for a stopover if you're traveling from dublin to cork or Dublin to Kerry or Limerick in that direction. I'm surprised that, or maybe this is the start of it, if it looks, if it works successful, because all these plazas tend to be the same company. So maybe it's something that they are going to roll out because it's big in the States with some of the petrol stations. I can't remember what brand it is, but they supply fresh water, grey water, black water. And you know what? Even if you have to pay a fiver, you know, if there was a fee, especially for dumping the black water, but Portleach Plaza, actually I'm, I'm heading down that way, hopefully on Friday. Uh, so we'll, we'll take a spin and take a look around, but well done and keep keep an eye on Motorhome Crack. And of course, we'll keep you updated if we hear anything. And if you come across on your travels, any petrol station or plaza-like place that is offering services, even just to fill up, not necessarily uh, stay overnight, but if you can get water and dump your grey water, please do let us know and we will gladly speak about it here on the podcast. Yeah, and make sure when you do leave after stopping over that you leave uh, things exactly as you found it. Um, not not to, to, I suppose, to, to spoil it, let's, I suppose, left them with a, a positive impression of motorhomers and campers. Yeah, and I suppose like that as well, when you're there, if you need diesel, stop up, spend a few bob, maybe do go in and buy breakfast or maybe before you go to sleep, before the garage closes, if it's not 24 hour, pop in for a coffee or a bite to eat, because a lot of these would have the Papa John's pizzas or the Subways or some kind of Supermax. Yeah, so do spend a few bob there, just don't. Now, look, you can just pull in and avail of the services, but I just think in return, it's good karma. They're supplying the service. Let's spend a few bob. You're probably going to spend it down the road anyway. Exactly. I think it'll just, it's a great service. And if that one proves to be successful, um, it's going to open up everywhere else as well. Right. What else have we got? We will move on to our follow-ups and shout-outs. Yeah. So I was watching the Charlie Me review of Clonvilla, Iron, and um, it was a, a few interesting reactions from the, the, the viewers. 
Yeah, this is uh, our staycation, our series of videos of our staycation this year, and it's video number two, Clonvilla. It's in Yall, not too far from Red Barn. It wasn't a very negative video, but I did have some reservations, for example, by finishing up saying, well, look, it didn't suit us, but this was just my opinion and we wouldn't be returning. And I've got to be honest, a lot of people agreed with my comments. Um, One such was David Beck, who said, I wouldn't be happy just put in front of a static unit like that. And if I was in the static, I wouldn't be happy to see a motorhome plonked outside my window. The marked out pitches look very small also. And if you wanted to put up an awning, there wouldn't be much room. The site looks a little more like someone's back garden. In fact, I might put a toilet in my garage and add a couple of electrical points. In fairness, and you have stayed there many years ago, it is somebody's very large back garden. However, my big gripe in the video, if you haven't seen it, go to Charlie and me, our camping vlog on YouTube, and it's last Friday's video. My big gripe was two stars in the Camping Ireland book, and it cost me €27 for the night, including electric hookup. Yeah, and I know it was busy at the time as well, but you weren't in your own pitch. You were actually next to one of the statics, wasn't it? We were parked right on front of a static. And the fact that it was COVID, it shouldn't have been that busy. That's another gripe I had. Most campsites were running at like 75 capacity. That campsite was packing them in. There were no pitches per se, but if there was a bit of grass, we went for a drive and we did some footage down on the beach, which is beautiful. And when we came back, there was another camper van parked in on a, a piece of grass i'm not going to say a pitch because it wasn't just watch the video guys it's up on charlie and me i do know you know dennis that gets in touch with us quite a lot and helps us out with gadgets and in fact that's where i found out about my a-frame and stuff like that he sent me a pretty irate text and when i got it <laughs> i thought he was annoyed with me but he said hi aaron i am mad here after watching this morning's video why were you charged three euro for your car I have challenged this in France twice and I'm just waiting for someone in Ireland to charge me for my car. Your rig is no different to a caravan and a car, only in reverse. I have never challenged anybody that has charged me three or five euro for the car. But he did make a valid point and Deirdre had said this to me as well. So from now on, if I go to a campsite and I'm towing the car and they're going to charge me a fiver, I am going to question, well, are you charging that man there with the caravan a fiver for his car? And just see where it gets me. If I still end up paying, I'll end up paying. But yeah, we got some reviews. And um, thank you for watching the video. Uh, it went up on Friday. We put a video up every Friday. We'll tell you about this Friday's in a couple of minutes. It's got 628 views already. Only one thumb down, which, you know, you can't please everybody. But we're very happy with the comments that we got on it. Very good. And speaking of campsites, you're going to tell us about... Um, a review from campsitereview.com this week. Yes, our sister website, campsitereview.com, has a forum where you can log on, you can register. It's free to do so and always will be. You can write reviews on camping products or campsites or just read the reviews that are there. You can also comment on the reviews that are there if you agree or disagree. Tony has been reviewing quite a few campsites because he had a staycation. He went to Keel Sandy Banks on Ackle Island. And here's the review from campsitereview.com. We had five nights here in August, hadn't stayed for over 10 years and it was busy but lovely. The hot spell helped and the beachside location is fantastic. Good facilities that are all well managed but one big negative is the lack of security on the site preventing walk-ins from the adjacent area that was full of wild campers. 
easy access to eateries and a few shops for basics, found out that a full day room gazebo shelter is not considered an awning, so they're not permitted, seemingly too dangerous in the windy weather. Now, one thing I found about Ackill in general, even on the hottest of days, it's still a wind fest. It's a great place if you want to do windsurfing or fly kites. So even on the calmest of days, it can still be a wind fest. So I can understand that about day rooms or awnings or safari rooms or whatever they want to call them. We have been to Sandy Banks loads of times, myself and Deirdre, but we've never done a Charlie and Me video on it, but it's on the cards for next summer. So, Tony, thank you for that. It's available on campsitereview.com. Just click on the forum tab and you can just read all of the reviews that Tony and others have left up there. And you have another review out um, from Charlie Me this week. Where's that of? Yes, this Friday is campsite number three. It's Mannix Point in Kerry. And I will tell you that this Friday, if you join me at 9am, you have a chance at winning some T-shirts, mugs, and some of our key rings from Charlie and me. So join us this Friday, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog, 9am Irish time. And it's Mannix Point in, I think it's, is that Cutter Daniel in Cork? Carasavine. Carasavine. in Cork. Mannix Point this Friday, 9am. Looking forward to that one. Yeah, it's a great site. Um, we love that one as well. Um, I suppose this next uh, section is merging products and tips and camping hacks together. Um, this week, I want to talk about something we uh, alluded to um, on a recent podcast. Um, I'm going to talk about the Tetford Seal Lubricant. So this is a lubricant for the periodical care and protection um, of uh, rubber seals and locks and hinges. It covers awning rails, bicycles, etc. So they developed this lubricant for the, the, the cassette, the, the rubber seal on the cassette um, you know, when you flush the toilet. And this is to keep the, the seal and make it last for as long as possible. But as I mentioned, it's suitable for any sort of rubber seal or awning rails or bicycles. Um, it's been highly recommended on lots of sites all over the Internet as well. But they said uh, regular use on the blade seal of the toilet, for example, ensures that it always stays pliable and will, your cassette will last much longer. Yeah, because we mentioned last week about a freshening kit. And of course, this this could help you um, save you spending the money on a freshening kit, but it can be used on rubbers. Some people were saying use WD-40. Do not use WD-40 on rubber because there's a compound in it that makes the rubber go brittle. So do not use it if you're going to be freshening up any of your rubbers within, especially around the toilet area or on the motorhome or your camper van or your caravan. This is the one to use. And the fact that it's Tetford and your chances are 99% certain that the toilet in your camper van is also Tetford. It's something that they've had designed to be suitable for their products. Yeah, and for other products as well. You can't miss the product when you're searching for it. It's bright orange uh, spray can. Um, and it says Tetford Seal Lubricant on it. I got a, a delivery of it today. I think it cost me somewhere between five and seven euros. Mm -hmm. um, from one of the campsites uh, I've ordered quite a bit over the last few weeks so I'm not sure which exact site but this, it's available locally in the Irish campsites as well camp, camping stores as well if you're in there I'm sure a lot of them will have it in stock um, or you can get it online if you wish as well Now something that you started you call it things to do while camping I call it things to do while camping when you're not just sitting there relaxing and waving and saying hi to people what are we going to talk <laughs> about this week? Um, we spent a, a couple of weeks camping uh, down in Dick's Field over the course of, of the summer and um, most of the camping crew were all together and something that started up there um, 
a lot of people who, who are regular visitors to Dixfield will know Liam and Anne. Well, Liam and a, a gang of his buddies there started doing um, bowls around the campsite. So a group of them would get a, a pair of lawn bowls and they'd have the jack and they started up, a, a, not a league as such, but they started up a game and they invited myself and Ross to, to jump in and play with them as well. And you know what, I hadn't played it in about 15 years. But we had grey crack walking around, playing the balls around the campsite on the grass. Mm. Um, not even so much playing the balls as well. What happens, we got the opportunity to talk to loads of other campers as we were walking around. And loads of other people joined in. And at one stage, there was two or three different groups of people playing around the campsite. So something that, uh, I suppose, long-time campers will have seen on campsites or people in any of the clubs. I think it's very popular in a lot of the club meetups. It's a great way of passing the time for the, the adults or the kids as well. So this week's thing, things to do while camping, I would say, is lawn bowls because most campsites will have a, a stretch of grass and they're usually very well maintained. So uh, something to pass away a couple of hours. Now, I do know that Morris Castle Strand have put in two bowl greens, but when we're down in Ardmore, you guys just keep going, don't you? Like you're not on a, if you don't just mark out a 20 meter stretch, you play around the corner and you play down that way and <laughs> you could be coming back up the middle aisle and eventually make your way back to our camping area. Yeah. Whereas in Morris Castle, they have put in two bowls, but it has become so popular over the couple of weeks that when you start playing it and Ross start playing it with Liam, Ross now has a set. You now have a set. Rona and Malcolm have a set. And the Birchills haven't bothered because I'd rather sit there and watch you guys walking around playing bowls and waving at people saying hi. Yeah, and it was it's it's handy enough in Dick's Field because Dick's is a field, as the name suggests. So we were using the actual roadway around the field um, for bowls because it's it's out of being driven on and walked on, so it's very very flat and level. Um, and you know there's a couple of hilly areas and a few odd bunkers around the area as well. So I'd almost call it. Crazy bowls in mm. some some instances, but no, it, it's great crack just to, to to kill an hour or two. But it's more suitable for grass, isn't it, than playing it? Like if you were staying in a campsite that just had tar away, like if you were down in, in Nagels, you couldn't really play there because the ball would just roll and roll and roll. So the grass kind of helps slow things down, doesn't it, and get you closer to that little main yes. ball that you throw. So it's really a it grass sport. It has been very, very short grass as well yeah. because the jack is so small. Um, once you throw it any sort of long grass, you won't find it. You know, maybe on a tennis court or something that wasn't mm-hmm. being used, you could play it there uh, as well. But be wary if you're playing it around Charlie and me. And what do you call the little ball that you aim for? The jack. The jack. If your jack goes missing, chances are Charlie Brown is eating it because that's what happened to one of the guys' jacks when they were playing when we were away at our secret location a couple of weeks ago. So be wary if you have a dog around that likes to chase after tennis balls or golf balls. It's not the game to play around a dog like that. Right. Let us move on to camping life. And we got an email during the week from Michael H about buying a used caravan. Yes. So I'll read out the email and we can have a chat about it. Um, Hi, guys. Just wondering, what's your thoughts on the current prices of used caravans? Looking to buy one for between 5000 to 7000 I really expected to get one for about 10 years old when I started saving, but I'm now finding that my budget may only get me one closer to 15 years old. I thought that this would be the best time of the year to buy. This leaves me more worried about buying a dud, with issues over damp, etc. more likely. Also, there's a lot of negative comments about many of the dealers being untrustworthy and even selling 
stolen caravans. One dealer where I was browsing through his vans has already offered to change the plate on a caravan, declaring a lower weight so it would suit my car. Needless to say, I walked away from that, and rightly so, uh, Michael. Um, really keen to start caravan adventures with my kids, but the closer I get to buying one, the more negative stories I hear about the whole scene. Dodgy dealers and unsafe storage facilities, combined with inflated prices, I think, are making me have doubts if it's the right thing to do. Your podcast is a shining light, though, and always inspires me to keep the dream alive. Appreciate your thoughts. Thanks, guys. And keep up the great show, Michael. You see, it's he says there, is it a good time to buy? In fact, it, it possibly normally would be. However, because everybody is doing staycation, and we have mentioned this, motorhomes, camper vans, caravans, the prices have gone up. And as you said to me off air, all we can really say to Michael as well, one of the things is buyer beware. Just do your homework. If you can, Bring somebody with you that already has a caravan or even a motorhome. They can help you look out for the pitfalls or or bring a professional with you. If there's somebody local that sells caravans or repairs caravans or motorhomes, that's the person. It might cost you 100, 150 euro to bring them with you for an hour, but it's great to have it. Be like if you're if you're buying a car and you bring a mechanically minded friend, it's great to have a professional with you. So. I, I don't know where you're based, Michael. I know there's a chap, actually, I was only talking to him yesterday, Paddy here in Carrigan Shore, who has been repairing motorhomes and caravans for near on 20 years. And he has Dacia caravan and camping repairs. I know he's available and would go with you to look and perhaps secure a better deal or point you in the right direction. And I'm sure would, would Pat Butler would offers a service like that as well, I think, Chris. Yeah, I think she's done that for some people as well who are buying... Yeah. Um, motorhomes too you know but definitely i think it's great advice to bring somebody with you as an extra set of eyes and it might help you determine that it's not worth buying or even to to negotiate the price downwards it's just you know and and look you know what even with a professional you could still get caught you know what it happens but there's a car if it's meant to be there's one out there we did a video on charlieandme.com or sorry on charlie and me our camping vlog where we said what to look out for when buying a campervan motorhome and it's basically the same for a caravan if you want to take a look at that it's about damp areas and looking underneath just just check everything but if you can i honestly think it's worth paying somebody a few bob if it's going to save you coming home after spending your seven grand and then end up bringing it to them and spending another two grand on repairs. So the only thing I think, Michael, that we can say to you is keep looking. Don't be disheartened. I'm glad that we're going to help you keep the dream alive. Pick up the phone, uh, do Google search on a local dealer or a local repair company that possibly can send an an engineer with you for a morning or an afternoon to look at something that you really have your eye on. Yeah, don't hand over um, any money whatsoever until you've given uh, that caravan or even motorhome for that matter a thorough look over. Um, and, you know, if you can, uh, get somebody who knows what they're doing to um, to check it out as well. I'm very surprised to hear about that one dealer because it's it just it can fall back on, on dealers if something did go wrong, literally as you're towing the machine home and it's found to be on the wrong plates or the wrong serial numbers or whatever. But uh, And again, bear in mind what car you have. So do a bit of research and find out what is your max payload that you can tow. And remember, water, clothing, food, 
bicycles. Just do your homework, Michael, but please don't give up. You may not get out this year as the year is nearly over anyway, but now is the time uh, to keep looking and ask questions and go on to Facebook groups and ask questions there and people can point you in the right direction. That's it. So, Aaron, that brings us nicely to uh, an end. I think Charlie was looking to... uh, Give his two cents there as well. Yeah, he's gone downstairs to have his uh, <laughs> say to the guy delivering the fast food next door. Can I remind you, if you'd like a sticker for your motorhome, your camper van, your caravan, or even just your car, if you're into tenting, just send us your full postal details, including your air code or your, your postcode. It, they're free of charge. We'll get stickers out to you as soon as we possibly can. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that we give our personal views. We look into items that you ask us to look into, like Michael did there. If you want us to look into something, if you want to review something, you've got to get in touch. There are so many ways for you to get in touch with us. And Chris is going to tell you how. Yeah, it's hard to avoid us now at this stage. Mm-hmm. If you want to email us, you can email us campingcrewpodcast at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at the camping crew. Instagram, we're at the camping crew podcast. Facebook, you'll find us in all the good motorhome and camping groups, and you'll see us on motorhomecrack.com forum and boards.ie as well. So lots of options to reach out to us. We'd love to get your messages, your ideas, your campsite suggestions or reviews, your any products you might have bought or gadgets during the summer, um, any news items you'd like to discuss on a podcast. Please get in touch because without you guys, um, the show will be quite boring. Yeah, we we need your content. So thank you for that. And of course, as we mentioned earlier on, campsitereview.com. It's a bundle of information, but there is a forum there for you to ask questions and you can leave your replies, your comments and your reviews on there as well. And don't forget then uh, youtube.com forward slash Charlie and me, our camping vlog every Friday. And this Friday, we take a look at Mannix Point and give you a chance to win some T-shirts and mugs and key rings. But you must be watching live at 9 a.m. Thank you very much for listening to this episode 77 of the Camping Crew Podcast. If you're still out camping and the weather has been beautiful and looks like it's going to be for the next while, please do stay stay safe. From me, Aaron Birchall, we'll talk to you again next week, please God. And for me, Chris Byrne, don't don't forget to subscribe or follow us and tell your camping friends all about us. Well, that's it for another podcast from the Camping Crew. Thanks for listening and do join us again very soon. Safe camping.